Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Hello, Shabbat Shalom. Welcome and welcome back. I hope that you are enjoying your Sabbath. I hope all is well with you and your family. I hope you're enjoying your family and whatever it is that you're doing. But most of all, I hope that you're meditating on this word, showing yourself approved. We are starting off on a new book. And in discussing this new book, I want to say this. Now, I was really contemplating whether I should cliff note this book or just speak straight out. So what I'm going to do is as we get to different um, chapters, um, I may cliff note, cliff note it. What I want to do is I want to give you a sense of um, what the kings were doing. So as I move forward, I I may just interchange between doing it the long way and cliff noting. But I know I want you to understand how the first king ruled, and that was Shaul, how the second king ruled, who is David, we're on David now, and then Solomon. As we keep moving forward, the kings are going to get rotten. There will be some kings that's good, but not half as much as the rotten kings. So as the kings become more and more rotten, I'm a cliff note. But when, when they start doing some really nasty and nefarious stuff, I'm going to read it straight out. So that's what, what we're going to do. That's how we're going to do it. Okay. Because the reason why I'm reading the scriptures straight out is to give you a sense, a solid sense of why the children of Israel are in the predicament that they're in today. Everybody thinks that they know who the children of Israel are. There is a difference between a Jew and a child of Israel. The child of Israel has the blood of the man, Yaakov, running through his veins. Okay? Um, the scriptures say in the book of Philip that a Jew makes a Jew that is a proselyte and a proselyte is a convert. So that's what um, that says in the scriptures. Now I'm not going to go deep into this and I'm not going to debate anybody because the scriptures are the scriptures. Okay. The scriptures was written thousands of years ago. I didn't put anything in it and I didn't take anything out. If you are, um, or if you don't believe me, you could bring your Bible out and go along with what I'm reading. Um, even when I cliff note it, 
you can always bring your Bible out and follow the reading. And when I say a scripture, I tell you what book it comes from. Okay. Um, the reason why I, sometimes I'll say the verse, I'll t- say the scripture and the verse, but a lot of times I just say the scripture or the book. And the reason why I don't go to the exact one, especially when I'm talking is because the point of this lesson, because there's a lot of points to this is to learn how things were for the children of Israel and the second flock, who you are, how things originated and where we are right now in terms of the end of the book. This is the reason why. And I need people to understand that everything's relevant. Okay. If there's global warming, the reason why there's global warming is because the most high said in the end days, he's going to do certain things in the tribulation. That's why it's not, it's not so cut and dry that, oh yeah, somebody's doing something. So it's cause and effect. Remember the most high manifests. And a lot of times when he manifests something, it is a natural thing. So we as um, natural beings, not um, artificial beings, we can um, be influenced to do X, Y, and Z. And um, we understand that by understanding who we are and who we belong to. We are spiritual beings in a fleshly coat. That's what we need to understand. Is there such thing as um, antagonizations by spirits? Yes. Is there a such thing as influencing by spirits? Yes. Is there such thing as influencing you by your conscious and your conscious is your soul? Yes. This is why you have to understand who you are, the intricacies and the nuances of who we are as beings on this earth. It is so complex that you need to understand everything is relevant. That's why every time I upload something, it's relevant. I don't care if it's um, something about your nails being fungus or that the rivers are drying up. Everything, everything is relevant. Okay. I need you to understand everything is relevant. There's one thing that does affect another thing. One thing affects another thing. It's like dominoes. Okay. And that's what I need you to understand. So with that, like I said, I'm going to be um, going through David and Solomon. But after that, I'll probably just be cliff noting until these kings do some real nefarious stuff. Then I'll just be reading it out because the kings are something else. And remember, the kings set the standard for the kingdom. Now, as we move forward, the kingdom, the kingdoms is going to split, which they talk about already. So. Um, in the scriptures, it says that um, some of the kings is going to be influencing the people and some of the people is going to be influencing the kings. So we'll be watching out for that. And I'll call that out as my commentary moves forward with the um, with these uh, readings. Like I said, I'm doing this because I need you to understand who you are and who you belong to. Everybody. Um, I'm sure there's no heathens listening to me, but if it is, you know, there's nothing for you. The most I said, nothing. But um, for the Gentiles and um, the children of Israel, you need to understand the Most High has two flocks. You need to do X, Y, and Z to get yourself together. Because remember, if the Most High stepped his foot down here in two seconds, if I finish this sentence, do you really believe that you'll be going to the next life with him? You need to understand that. You need to get your foundation solid and you need to understand 
where your salvation lies. Okay, so with that, I will say, oh, I want to say something else too. Um, you know, usually when I open up and um, start discussing a new book, I always upload um, the whole book so that you can hear it for yourself. And every once in a while, I'm going to foul up somebody's name. So just know that. <laughs> I try to prepare myself before I go on, but sometimes I don't. So just understand that and know that I'm going to be reading from the um, Amplified Bible because a lot of people especially me, don't like the the and the thou, that, that, um, that old English is something else, honey. Ooh, it's something else. And remember the children of Israel and the people back then, they did not speak English. Nobody spoke English. So when these books were, um, translated, you know, a lot of stuff got changed. So understand that, know that if there's something important that I need you to know, then I will, um, go to the CIFA or I'll go to the, um, the, um, King James. And I always announce which version I'm reading. Okay. So now we're on first Kings in the Amplified Bible. I will be um, reading um, each chapter by threes and it uh, first Kings goes up to 22 chapters. Okay. So we'll definitely be in this book um, in June and July. Yeah. Okay. Excuse me. All right. Now we're going to be reading. We'll be straight out. Let me read the highlights and then we'll move into it. Now, chapter one, um, verses one through four Abishag cherishes David in his extreme age, five through 10. Abijah, David's darling, upsurps the kingdom. 11 through 14, by the council of Nathan. 15 through 21, Bathsheba moves the king. 22 through 27, Nathan seconds her. 28 through 31, David renews his oath to Bathsheba. 23, excuse me, 32 through 40, Solomon, by David's appointment, being anointed king by Zadok. And Nathan, the people, triumph. Uh, 41 through 49, Jonathan brings the news. A badger. A badger, excuse me. Yes, fly. I'm sorry, his name is Adonijah. Adonijah, not Abijah. Adonijah, Ad and 50 through 53, Adonijah flying to the horns of the altar upon his good behavior is dismissed by Solomon. That's um, chapter one. Now, these chapters are very long, so bear with me. Yep, okay. Make it more. Glasses. First Kings one and one. Now King David was old and advanced in years. They covered him with clothes, but he couldn't get warm. So his servant said to him, Let a young virgin be found by my lord the king, and let her attend to him and become his nurse. Now I don't know what kind of nurse. 
they want this young girl to be to him. Just, just <laughs> reading these things are just, it's just like, um, some things just seem uh, foreign, <laughs> just foreign. Why can't you just put a blanket on a man? I mean, is he low in iron? Like, what is it? But they want to find a woman as if this is going to magically make things good. Anyway, remember, he still has a bunch of uh, harem. Okay. All right. So anyway, let a young virgin be found for my Lord, the King, and let her attend him and become his nurse. Let her lie against your chest so that my Lord, the King may feel warm. Is that not? I don't even want to go there. Anyway, so they searched for a beautiful girl throughout the territory of Israel and found Abishag, the Shulamite, and brought her to the king. The girl was very beautiful and she became the king's nurse and serviced him. But the king was not intimate with her. Oh, good grief. Adonijah, the son of David's wife, Haggith exalted himself saying the oldest I the oldest living son will be king listen I need you to listen to how it's going down remember I want you to remember the most high said there's going to be um division in David's house for him um lying with another man's wife and getting the man killed don't forget that because he sinned um so his son the oldest son of his is saying now I'm gonna be king so following Absalom's example, remember Absalom is the one who defied his father because his father wouldn't um, talk to him and give him his time. He prepared for himself chariots and horsemen and 50 men to run before him. His father, David, had never rebuked him at any time asking, why have you done this? Listen to what I said the last time. David knows how to run a kingdom, but he can't run his own house. He don't ask his kids nothing. He don't confront, the, confront them. There's no conversations being had. There's nothing. So the kids is running amok. Is that against the law? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. It's against the law. Anyway, Adonijah was also a very handsome man. I'm going to tell you again, like I told you the last time, the children of Israel look good, honey. They handsome. They beautiful. Beautiful. Skin beautiful. Eyes, booties, face, everything. Everything's popping. Melanin popping. Everything. Beautiful. Beautiful children. Okay? And we must keep this in mind. Because one of the, uh, one of the, um, well, it's not even one of them, but um, some of the blessings and curses is that you're going to be ugly. You're going to be bold. You're going to be this. You're going to be that. That's why I'm um, in this commentary that I'm saying, I need to bring that to the forefront because the blessings and the curses tell you, if you don't listen to me, you're going to be bold. You're going to be ugly. You're going to be this. You're going to be that. Uh huh. And this is why it says that they so beautiful because you must understand that the children of Israel are beautiful. Okay. Galinda. Okay, they're beautiful. So like I said, Adonijah was a very handsome man and he was born after Absalom. So you know Absalom was good looking. We already said that too when he had his time. He had conferred with Joab, the son of Zeruah, David's half-sister, and with Abab Abithar, the priest. And they followed Adonijah and helped him. 
But Zadok the priest, the priest, Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, Nathan the prophet, Shimshai Re, and David's most formidable warriors did not side with Adonijah in his desire to become king. Adonijah sacrificed sheep and oxen and flattened fattened steers by the stone of Zoheleth, which is beside the wall of Enrogel. And he invited all his brothers, the king's sons, and all the men of Yahuda. Hold on, my phone's going off, sorry. And the king's servants to feast. You see how calculated David's sons were? Very calculated. We saw this the last time with Absalom. We saw it. We also saw it with Amnon when he raped his sister. They are very calculated. They're not dumb. Anyway, but he did not invite Nathan the prophet, Benaiah the most formidable of the warriors, or his brother Solomon. He did not invite them. He invited everybody else, but he didn't invite them. See how calculated it's becoming? Yeah, the king is getting old. Okay. Adonijah thinks that he's going to get it. He's going to get the kingship. And he's plotting and scheming. We see it. Nathan and Bathsheba. Then Nathan spoke to Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon. Have you heard that Adonijah, the son of Haggith, is becoming king? And David, our Lord, does not know about it? Yeah. This is what Nathan, the prophet, said to um, Bathsheba. Come now, please let me advise you and save your life and the life of your son, Solomon. Now, let me stop this right here. Let me tell you how dastardly king kingdoms were. If somebody wanted to form a coup and take the kingdom from a king, now naturally it had to be uh, one of his relatives, whether it be an uncle or an older cousin or even an older brother and even some females. Not only would they overthrow the king and kill the king, they'll kill all the rest of the heirs so there'll be nobody else. This is how dastardly it is. Okay? So now Nathan is getting Bathsheba ready, telling him, I'm trying to save you and your son Solomon. Okay? Beware. Go at once to the king and say to him, did you not, my lord, O king, swear to your maidservant saying Solomon your son shall certainly be king after me and he shall sit on my throne this is what um, um, Bathsheba is asking the king because um, Nathan sent her why then has Adonijah become king and it's Adonijah but it's the J there so if I'm saying yeah or J it's the same thing you already know there wasn't no J's 500 years ago so it's actually Adonijah but it says, I did not just. So if it comes out, you already know what it is. Verse 14. Behold, while you are still there speaking with the king, I will come in after you confirm your words. So Bathsheba went to the king in his bedroom. Now the king was very old and weak. So David's old now. And Abishag, the Shulamite, was attending the king. This is the new young girl that's the nurse. 
So Bathsheba bowed down and said, uh, and paid respect to the king and said, what do you wish? She said to him, my Lord, you swore by the most high your L to your maidservant saying, Solomon, your son shall certainly be king after me and he shall sit on my throne. But now behold, Adoniah is acting as king. And now <clears throat> as things stand, my Lord, the king, do you not know it? He has sacrificed oxen and fattened steers and sheep in abundance and has invited all the king's sons and Abathar, the priest, and Joab, the commander of the army, to a feast. But he did not invite your servant Solomon. Now as for you, my lord, the king, the eyes of all Yasharel are on you, waiting for you to tell them who shall sit on the throne after you water break hold on my throat is scratching otherwise it will come about when my lord the king lies down in death with his fathers and i and my son solomon will be considered political enemies while she was still speaking with the king, Nathan, the prophet, came in. The king was told, here is Nathan, the prophet. And when he came before the king, he bowed before the king with his face to the ground. And Nathan said, my lord, the king, have you said Adonijah shall be king after me? And he shall sit on my throne? Everybody worrying about what's going on after uh, David died. Because he has gone down to that today and has sacrificed oxen and fattened steers and sheep in abundance and has invited all the king's sons, the commanders of the army and Abathar, the priests, to the feast. And right now they are eating and drinking in his presence. And they say, long live the king Adoniah. But he has not invited me, your servant. This is... um. Nathan the prophet saying this, but he has not invited. I just want you to say this too. Remember, the king can't do nothing without the, the priest, who is the prophet. So he didn't invite the prophet and he didn't invite his brother, who's supposed to have the throne. Okay, this is what um, Adonijah is doing. You see the plot? But he has not invited me, your servant, nor Zadok the priest, nor Benaiah the son of Jehokiah, Kaida, nor your servant Solomon. If this thing has been done by my Lord, the King, why have you not shown your servants who sit on the throne of my Lord, the King after him? King David answered, call Bathsheba to me. And she came to the King's presence and stood before him. Then the King swore an oath. Remember one of the laws is don't break your oaths. As the Most High lives, this is David swearing his oath, as the Most High lives, who has redeemed my soul from all distress, even, at, and you see he's glorifying the Most High in his words, even as I swore to you by the Most High, the El of Yasharel, excuse me, saying, Solomon, your son shall certainly be king after me, and he shall sit on my throne in my place. I will indeed do so this very day. Oh, so David's getting up, honey. He getting up in his old age. 
Bathsheba bowed her face down to the ground and laid herself face down before the king and said, may my Lord, the king, David, live forever. And the king said, call Zedok, the priest, Nathan, the prophet, and Benaiah, the son of Jehoiakim, to me. And they came before the king and the king told them, take the servants of your Lord with you and have Solomon, my son, ride on my mule and bring him down to the spring at Gion. Let Zodok the priest and Nathan the prophet anoint him there as king over Yasharel. Mm -hmm. And blow the trumpet and say, long live King Solomon. So he's getting ready to get anointed. King Solomon get ready to get anointed, honey. Mm -hmm. Then you shall come up to Jerusalem after him and he shall come and sit on my throne and shall reign as king in my place. For I have anointed him to be ruler over Yasharel and Yahuda, two, two kingdoms. Benaniah, the overseer of the king's bodyguards, the son of Jehokiah, Jehokiah, answered the king and said, let it be so, amen. That's what it means in Hebrew, let it be so. Okay, he said, amen. May the most high our L of the Lord the King say so too just as the Most High has been with my Lord the King so may he be with Solomon this is a blessing he's speaking blessings on him and make his throne greater than the throne of my Lord King David ah he's speaking blessings on David I'm sorry Solomon 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 anointed king so Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet and Benaniah the son of Jehoiada, Jeho, Jehoiada, the king's bodyguards went down to went down from Jerusalem and had Solomon ride on David's mule and bore him to the spring at Gihon. Zadok, the priest, took the horn of olive oil from the sacred tent and anointed Solomon. They blew the trumpet and all the people said, long live Solomon. All the people went up after him and they were playing on flutes and rejoicing with joy so that the earth shook and seemed to burst open with their joyful sound. So they was partying, honey. There was a king that was uh, anointed and... uh fully established now Adonijah and all the guests were with him heard as they finished eating when Joab heard the trumpet sound he said why is the, the city in such an uproar while he was still speaking behold Jonathan the son of Abathar the priest arrived and Adonijah said come in for you are a valiant and trustworthy man. You bring good news. Oh my. But Jonathan replied to Adonijah, no, on the contrary, our Lord, the King David has made Solomon king. The king has sent him with Zodok, the priest, Nathan, the prophet, and Benaniah. 
and they have had him ride on the king's royal mule. So Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet had anointed Solomon king in Hedron, Gihon, sorry. And they have come up from where they were celebrating. So the city is in an uproar. This is the noise which you have heard. Besides, Solomon has taken his seat on the throne of the kingdom. Moreover, the king's servant has come to bless and congratulate our Lord, the King David, saying, May your L make the name of Solomon better and more famous than your name and make the throne greater than your throne. That's blessings they speaking over him. And the king bowed himself before L, the most high, upon the bed the king has also said this blessed be the most high the el of yasharel who has granted one of my descendants to sit on my throne today and allow my eyes to see it mm -hmm. then all adonijah guests were terrified uh-huh of being branded traitors and they stood up and left the feast and each one went their way and adonijah feared solomon and he got up and went to the tabernacle at mount zion and took hold of the horns of the altar seeking asylum now solomon was told behold adonijah is afraid of king solomon and behold he has grasped the horns of the altar seeking the most high's protection saying King Solomon must swear to me today that he will not kill his servant with the sword. Solomon said, if he proves he is a worthy man, not even one of his hairs shall fall to the ground. But if wickedness is found in him, he shall die. So Solomon sent soldiers and they brought Adonijah down from the altar that was in front of the tabernacle and he came and bowed his head to the king and Solomon said to him, go to your house. Oh my, it's getting good, y'all. It's getting good. You see, you see what's going on? They fighting for the, um, the crown. Mm. Fight for the crown, child. Anyway, okay. These are the highlights of chapter two. One and two, David has given a charge to Solomon. Three and four of righteousness. Five and six of Yoheb. Seven of Barzillai. Eight and nine, Shimshai. Um, Ten and eleven, dies. Twelve, Solomon succeeds. Thirteen through twenty-five, Adonijah moving Bathsheba to sue unto Solomon for... Abishag is put to death. Abath oh, verses 26 and 27. Abathar having his life given him is deprived of the priesthood. 28 and 34. Joab fleeing to the horns of the altar is slain. 35. Benaniah is put in Joab's room and Zadok and Abathar's. 36 to 46. Shimshai. Uh, confined to Jerusalem by occasion of going thence to Gath is put to death. So that's the um, highlights. So now we're going to go to chapter two. And it says, David's charge to Solomon. We are on first Kings chapter two. I'm just writing highlights. 
When David's time to die approached, he gave instructions to Solomon saying, I am going to the way of all earth as dust to dust. Be strong and prove yourself a man. Keep the charge of the most high your L that is fulfill your obligation, which is a law. Walk in his ways, keep his statutes. Listen, 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 because this is Old Testament, New Testament now. His statutes, his commands, his precepts, his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, so that you may succeed in everything you do. And wherever you turn, that's a blessing. Letting you know that there's law, statutes, precepts, and commands of the Most High that did not go away. Just saying. But now it's in the Kings. So that the Most High may fulfill his promise concerning me, saying, if your sons are careful regarding their way of life to walk before me in truth in all their heart and mind and walk with all their soul, you shall not fail to have a man, a descendant on the throne of Yasharel. Now, let's just stop there for a minute. I'm going to read it again. And I'm on verse four, chapter two, verse four. So the most high may fulfill his promise concerning me, concerning me saying, if your sons are careful regarding their way of life to walk before me in truth with all their heart and mind and with their soul, you shall not fail to have a man, a descendant on the throne of Yasharel. What does that sound like to you? It sounds like one of the laws. That's what it sounds like. And that's exactly what it is. It's a precept of the most high. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to keep going. Now you also know that Joab, the son of Zariah, my sister, did to me. And what he did to the two commanders of the armies of Israel. To Abner, the son of Ner, and to Amasa, the son of Jether, both whom he murdered, avenging the blood of war in a time of peace. And he put the innocent blood of war of Abner and Amasa on his belt that was around his waist and on his sandals on his feet. So act in accordance with your wisdom, but do not let his gray head go down to Sheol, the place of the dead, in peace. But be gracious and kind to the sons of Barzillai and let them be among those who have the honor to eat at your table. For they met me with kindness when I fled from your brother Absalom. This is David talking. And remember, David did flee from Absalom, his own son. Like I said, David knows how to rule the kingdom, but he sure can't control his own house simply because the Most High put a curse on his house. That's why. Mm-hmm. Most I put a curse on him because he was lusting after another woman, went to go get the wo woman, saw her naked, took her, had a baby, got her pregnant. The man who was her husband took him and put him in front of a, a, a squad that was um, having a war and he died. That's why David has turbulence in his house. Mm-hmm. That's the root of why. Again, verse eight, and look, you have with you Shimshai, the son of Gera, the Benjamite. He is one, he is the one who cursed me with a sinister curse the day 
I went to Mahanim. But he came down to meet me at the yard in on my return. And I swore to him by the most high saying, I will not put you to death with the sword. But now do not let him go unpunished for you are a wise man and you will know what to do with him. And you will bring his gray head down to Sheol covered with blood. Verse 10. So David lay down with his fathers in death. He died and was buried in the city of David. The time that David reigned over Yasharel was 40 years. He reigned seven years in Hebron and 33 years in Jerusalem. Understand that. Then Solomon sat on the throne of David, his father, and his kingdom was firmly established. Now Abijah, the son of David, and Haggath came to Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon, and said, Do you come in peace? And he said, In peace. Then he said, I have something to say to you. And she said, Speak. So he said, you know that the kingdom belonged to me as the eldest living son. That's about just talking to uh, Bathsheba. And they, uh, and um, I guess uh, Solomon. And all Yasharel looked to me and expected me to be king. However, the king has passed from me and became my brothers for it was from the most high. So now I am making one request of you. Do not refuse me. Listen to the, listen, just listen to the cunningness of the people here. Now you already know uh, uh, Adonijah is not the king. Okay. He just was very um, audacious. Okay. And a little premature that he would just start celebrating, thinking that he was the king. Meanwhile, back at the kingdom, um, Bathsheba and the prophets and the priests was like, uh-uh, we about to shut this down. So they shut it down, honey. Mm-hmm. They went right to David and they brought it to his attention and he shut it down. So now we know that Solomon is the king, which is leaving Adonijah hanging on to whatever. So he's begging Talk about, oh, I hope I don't get killed. And Solomon got his eye on him, honey. He got an eagle eye on him. Because something's about to go down. And I'm about to read it. Verse 16. Now I am making one request. This is from Adonijah to um, Solomon and his mother, Beersheba. Now I am making one request to you. Do not refuse me. She said to him, speak. He said, please speak to Solomon, for he will not refuse you. Ask that he may give me Abishag, the Shulamite, as a wife. Oh, my. Beersheba replied, very well. I will speak to the king for you. Adonijah executed. So Bathsheba went to the king and spoke to him for Adonijah and the king rose to meet her, bowed before her, this is his mother, and sat down at the throne. He did this to the queen mother. She had the throne set for her, the queen mother, and she sat on his right. 
Then she said, I'm making a small request of you. Do not refuse me. And the king said to her, ask my mother for I will not refuse you. So she said, let Abishag be given to your brother, Adonijah, Adonijah, to wife. King Solomon answered and said to his mother, and why are you asking for Abishag the Shulamite for Adonijah? As the king for him also, since he is my older brother, ask it. For him and for Abathiar, the priest, Joab, the son of Zeruah, his supporters, the king Solomon swore by the Most High, saying, may the Most High do the same to me, and more also if Adonijah has not requested this deplorable thing against his own life. Now, I'm going to tell you what the deplorable thing is. Because some, some people may have been lost in all of this. One of the laws, statutes, precepts, and commands is that you don't uh, sleep with or have children with your sisters and your brothers. Another one is you can't see them naked. Another one is you cannot um, do any deplorable thing to your siblings. Okay, that's against the laws, statutes, precepts, and commands. And what did um this brother of Solomon just ask to marry his sister? You see, you see how subtle these things are? A lot of people talk about, oh, no, we don't have to listen to the laws. Yes, you do. These laws, I already said a thousand times, these laws are ethical and moral. Where they do that at? Where they do that at? And I have to say that term. Where do they do that? When the Most High already laid down the law, and you're going to turn around and ask the king, who is your younger brother, to have your sister. Y'all going to stop right now. Nobody got time for this. I, I can't. This is a mess. You see how cunning and devilish and desperate and scandalous, I must say, all the adjectives audacious ah i can't it's too much so naturally it pissed solomon off and i'm gonna read 23 and the king solomon swore by the most high saying may the most high do the same to me and more also if adonijah has not requested this deplorable thing against his own life so now as the most high lives who has established me and set me on the house and the throne of David, my father, and who has made me a house has he promised Adonijah shall indeed be put to death today. Now, I'm going to say this. Some people may say, well, they don't have the same mother. Some people may say. They'll make any excuse to to uh um do the deplorable thing even adonijah he had a plan and a plot to marry one of his sisters because if they had kids then they could vie for the throne this is the nonsense of it all so solomon just put that right to bed solomon said you know what i'm not gonna play with you 
Solomon did not have no problem killing his brothers. You're not going to go and lay down with one of my sisters, even though they didn't have the same mother. They was all brothers and sisters, according to the laws. Uh-huh. So Solomon wasn't having it. And Abijah going to die. Verse 25. So King Solomon sent Benaiah and he struck Adoniah and he died. Just that simple. Because nobody got time to play these games. We're not going to play these games. Everybody knows the Lord's statutes, precepts, and commands of the Most High. And they still keep testing him. And testing the people who uphold those laws. You're not going to keep playing with the Most High. And you're not going to play with the laws. Period. Verse 25. So King Solomon sent Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada. And he struck Adoniah and he died. Mm-hmm. Then the king said to about Abathar, the priest, go to Ananoth to your own fields, for you certainly deserve to die. But I will not put you to death this day because you carried the ark of the most high RL before my father, David. Okay. And he's talking to Abathar, the priest who was in on it. And you suffered everything that my father endured. So Solomon dismissed Abathar, the descendant of Eli, from being priest of the Most High, fulfilling the last of the Most High, which he has spoken concerning the house, which is the descendants of Eli. Now, that didn't come to pass yet. Did it come to pass? I believe so. I'm not, I can't remember whether it came to pass. I think it did come to pass. Yes, it came to pass because the most high told Eli, I'm going to kill everybody in your house. And he did. That was the last descendant. Joab executed. Now the news reached Joab. But Joab has supported and followed Adonijah. Now remember, if you don't recall, Joab was the ace to Solomon. That's the ace to Solomon. But he didn't turn around and now he's supporting oh I'm sorry he was the ace to David. Sorry. He's the ace to David but he didn't turn around and turn turncoat against Solomon who David appointed king. Mm-hmm. Now the news, I'm, I'm going to say it again, 28. Now the news reached Joab and Joab has supported and followed Adonijah, which is David's eldest son who wasn't getting the throne. They plotted and, and it didn't work. Although he had not followed Absalom. And by the way, Joab killed Absalom, just saying. So that's two of the kids that he went against um, David from. So Joab fled into the sacred tent of the Most High and took hold of the horns of the altar. Why is everybody doing this? Monkey see, monkey do. Trying to save their lives. So the Most High, sacred tent of the Most High, and took hold of the horns of the altar to seek asylum. King Solomon was told that Joab had fled to the tent of the Most High 
and was at that moment beside the altar. And Solomon sent Benaiah saying, go strike him down. So Benaiah came to the tent of the Most High and told Joab, this is what the king commands, come out of there. So Joab said, no, for I will die here. A mess. He knew he was wrong. He knew it was wrong and he still did it. And now he's begging for forgiveness. The nonsense of it all. Mm -hmm. Then Benaiah brought the word to the king again saying, this is what Joab said. And this is how he answered me. And the king said to him, so as he do as he has said, strike him down and bury him so that many, so that you may remove me from my father's house, the innocent blood, which Joab shed, the most high will return his bloody deeds unto his own head because he struck down two men more righteous and honorable than he and killed them with the sword without my father, David's knowing Abner, the son of Nur, commander of the army of Yasharel and Amasa, the son of Jetha, commander of the army of Yahuda. So shall their blood be returned upon their heads and their descendants forever. But for David, his descendants, his house and his throne, there may be peace from the most high forever. So Benaniah, the son of Jehoiakim, went up to the tabernacle and struck and killed Joab and he was buried at his own house in the wilderness of Yahuda. Remember these are the kid these are the children of um of Israel. They fighting amongst themselves. I didn't already said that last week. The king appointed Benaniah the son of Jedekiah over the army of Joab's place and anointed Zodok the priest in place of Abathar, Shimshai, excuse me, Shimei, 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 executed. Now the king sent word and called for Shimei and said to him, build yourself a house in Jerusalem, which is Jerusalem, and live there. Do not go from there. Listen, I need you to listen to any other place. For the day you leave and cross over the brook of Kidron, Know for certain that you shall surely die. Listen, Solomon's trying to uh, spare somebody. He's trying to spare him, okay? Because he should be dead. Your blood shall be on your own head. Shimei said to the king, the word, which is your ruling, is good. As my Lord, the king has said, so will your servant do. Shimei lived in Jerusalem for many days. But it happened after three years that two of Shimei's servants ran away to Akshish, the son of Maka, the king of Gath. And Shimei was told, behold, your servants ran away and they are in Gath. So Shimei, Shim, Shimei, Shimei, wait. <laughs> I got to laugh because I'm just calling it all kinds of names. All right. So Shimei arose, saddled his donkey and went to Gath to the king to look for his servants. Now, remember, Solomon told him, don't you leave this house. Don't leave this house and then you're going to leave. You're going to live. But the minute you leave this house, I'm going to kill you. Uh-huh. You know, Solomon going to keep his word now. So Shimei went and brought back 
brought both of the servants back from Gath. Now Solomon was told, I already told you, you know, there's tattletailers everywhere. People got their eyes and ears everywhere. 41. So Solomon was told that Shimei had gone from Jerusalem to Gath and he had returned. So Solomon sent word and called for Shimei and said to him, didn't I make you swear by the most high and solemnly warn you saying, I know for certain that the day you leave Jerusalem and go anywhere that you should die. And you said to me, the word ruling, I have heard and it's good. Why then have you not kept your oath? I already told you one of the Lord's statutes, precepts and commands is to keep your oath because the most high keeps his. Uh-huh. So why then, on 43, why then have you not kept your oath of the most high and the command which I gave you? This is the question. The king also said to Shimei, you are aware in your own heart of all the evil you did to my father, David. So the most high shall return the evil on your own head. But King Solomon shall not be blessed and the throne of David shall be established before the most high forever. So the king commanded Benaiah, the son of Jedokiah, and he went out and struck down Shimei, Shimshai. Or shimmy, shim, yeah, shimmy. I don't know why I'm calling this man all kinds of stuff. It's shimmy, S-H-I-M-E-I. -E <laughs> I'm all over the place, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so the kingdom was established in the hands of Solomon. I am all over the place, child. Oh gosh, I'm gonna laugh at myself. All right, so that was that it kind of reads like a tv show this is the nonsense just think about this you know how some people make shows about kings and queens and how things work out this is some of that inspiration when they look at the historical kings and queens that did what they did and um, did what they had to do even though they didn't want to this is how a lot of those um stories come about because then i'm telling you um non-fiction is way better than fiction you can't make a lot of this stuff up so we see how um solomon's putting his foot down he's just putting it down all right so now we are on chapter three and verse one says, Solomon marries the Pharaoh's daughter. Two through four high places being in use, Solomon sacrifices at Gibeon. Five through 15, Solomon at Gibeon in the choice which the Most High gave him, referring, preferring wisdom, obtains wisdoms, riches, and honor. 16 through 28, Solomon's judgment makes him renowned. Now, we are going to see some things through our very eyes that Solomon's going to get. People to this day that refer to Solomon, this is how it came about. Most people who refer to how 
prominent Solomon was, whether it be in riches, whether it be in women, whether it be in wisdom, wisdom being first, understand how prominent he was. So this is the chapter that's going to say it. Now I want to say this. In terms of the children going outside of their nation, which is a law. Did the children go outside the nation? Yes. Did the most high like it? No. You already know that the children never listen to the most high. This is why there's Gentiles that um, got the blessing of the most high because they didn't listen. So the most high said, I'm going to go to another nation and I'm going to make you jealous. And that's how the Gentiles came to get the blessing. Why? Because the children didn't listen. And this is a part of it. As we keep going th from king to king to king, you already see they making grave mistakes. So what does that say about us? Especially the children of Israel today that don't know their history. When you don't know the past mistakes, you're bound to make the mistakes. Half of us don't even know who we are. That's why it's important to know who you are and who you belong to. This is why I continue to say this. Uh-huh. Children of Israel, this is your history book. And we are still in the history part of the Old Testament. So notice, Shaul didn't listen. David didn't listen. And now Solomon. But we ain't get to that yet. But I'm just saying. Just know how the kings didn't listen. They supposed to be the example for everybody else. Remember the children wanted a king. Because they didn't want the most high. Oh no we can't hear you. We can't listen to you. Because you're going to kill us. If we listen to you. You're too holy. We're going to die if we listen to you. What an excuse. So most high said alright. Yeah okay alright. I'll give you that. I'll put a prophet in place. Oh, no, we want a king because they ain't listen to Moses. Oh, no, we want a king. They ain't listen to Aaron. Oh, we want a king. So now you got a king. What are the kings doing? Showing a tail. Okay, we right in the midst of it. I'm appointed out as I continue to deliver my commentary while I read these scriptures. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you. This is how we continue to walk off the cliff. Mm-hmm. And this is why. And I'm not saying that the most high is not gonna forgive you, but how many times is he gonna forgive the nonsense that you keep doing and you know you're doing? There's a book that says there's a certain time he ain't gonna forgive. Shepherd of Hermas. Yes, I will name the book. That's it. Mm-hmm. You're gonna keep on doing what you do, knowing better. The most high is not gonna forgive you after a certain time. Better go read that book. Anyway, we in the last um, chapter. Hold on. All right. Solomon's rule consolidated. Now Solomon became a son-in-law to a pharaoh king of Mizraim. And formed an alliance by taking the Pharaoh's daughter in marriage. 
He brought her to the city of David, where she remained temporarily until he had finished building his own palace and the house of the Most High and the wall around Jerusalem. But in the meantime, the people were still sacrificing to the Most High on the high places, which are the hilltops, as the pagans did their idols. For there was no permanent house yet built for the name of the Most High. Now Solomon loved the Most High, walking at first in the statutes of David, his father, except for the fact that he sacrificed and burnt incense in the high places, ignoring the law that required all sacrifices to be ordered, offered at the tabernacle. The king went to Gibeon to sacrifice Therefore, there was the great high place. Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on the altar. Now you see he's not doing what he's supposed to do. The Most High appeared to Solomon in a dream at night. And the Most High said, ask me what you want and I'll give it to you. Ooh, praise God. And Solomon said, listen to what Solomon says. Remember, the Most High got on the line. And he said, ask me what you want. The Most High got on the main line and asked Solomon what he want. That's what Solomon said. Verse 6. You have shown your servant, David, my father, great love and kindness because he walked before you in faithfulness and righteousness and with uprightness of heart towards you for the most part. And you have kept him this great love and kindness in that you have given him a son to sit on a throne as it is today. So now, most high, my L, you have made your servant king in the palace of David, my father. And as for me, I am but a little boy in wisdom and experience. So you know it don't say that in the King James. But in wisdom and experience, I do not know how to go out or come in. That is how to conduct business as a king. Remember, I'm in the King, um, I'm in the Amplified. Your servant is among your people whom you have chosen, a great people who are too many to be numbered or counted. So give your servant an understanding mind, listen, and hearing heart with which to judge your people, excuse me, so that I may discern between good and evil. You see what he's asking for? Wisdom. For who is able to judge and rule this great people of yours? Now, most high's children are great people, but since they ain't listen, they the lowest of the low. These are hints that you need to know. The most highest people are great, but since they didn't listen, they the lowest of the low. You better go to those um those blessings and curses. That's why I have to keep pointing it out. Blessings and curses. They was beautiful. They was powerful, smart, all of that until they didn't listen. This is the most highest answer. Verse 10. Now it pleased the most high that Solomon had asked this thing. The Most High said to him, because you have asked this and not asked for yourself a long life or for wealth, 
nor for the lives of your enemies, but I have asked for yourself, understand, but have asked for yourself, excuse me, understanding to recognize justice. Sorry, the uh, thing is going up and down. No, today's Wednesday. Oh, I'm sorry, Saturday. Today is Saturday. I'm actually doing it on a Wednesday, but you know, it's the Sabbath. Sorry. Behold, I have done as you asked. I have given you a wise and discerning heart and mind so that no one before you was your equal, nor shall anyone equal to you arise after you. You heard what the most high said. So Solomon was the smartest, the one with the most wisdom ever, ever. I have also given you what you have not asked, both wealth and honor, so that there will be none equal to you among the kings all your days. So you know nobody wasn't um, more rich than uh, King Solomon. Mm -hmm. If you walk in my ways and keep my statutes and commandments as your father David did, then I will lengthen your days. Now, remember, um, David did the best he could, but you know he did fall and he dusted his knees off, got back up and kept walking. That's the difference between a saint and a sinner. Then Solomon woke and he realized it was a dream. He came back to Jerusalem and stood before the Ark of the Covenant of the Most High. He offered burnt offerings and peace offerings and he prepared a feast for all his servants. Solomon wisely judges. Then two women who listened to this, I'm going to need you to listen to this. All right. So now Solomon is in full swing of his, uh, of his reign. So now here's some daily duties that he got to do. This is where the wisdom comes out of Solomon. All right. I'm on verse 16 again, um, the amplifier. And it says Solomon wisely judges. Then two women who were prostitutes, hoes, came to the king and stood before him. And one of the women said, oh, my Lord, this woman and I live in the same house and I gave birth to a child while she was in the house. And on the third day after I gave birth, this woman gave birth and we were alone together. No one else was with us in the house, just the two. Now this woman's son died during the night because she laid on him and smothered him. So she got up in the middle of the night and took my son from his place beside me while your maidservant was asleep and laid him in her bosom and laid her dead son on my bosom. When I got up in the morning to nurse my son, behold, he was dead. But when I explained, excuse me, examined him carefully in the morning, behold, he was not my son, the one whom I born. Then the other woman said, no. She started yelling for my son is the one who's living and your son is the dead one. But the first woman said, no, for your son is the dead one. And my son is the living one. This is how they were speaking before the king. They started arguing and going in. Then the king said, this woman says, this is my son. The one who's alive and your son is the dead one. And the other says, no, for your son is the dead one. And my son is the one who's alive. Then the king said, bring me a sword. So they brought a sword before the king. And the king said, cut the living child in two and give one half 
to the woman and the other, one half to one woman and the other half to the other woman. Then the woman whose child was the living one spoke unto the king for she deeply, she, she was deeply moved over her son. And she said, oh my Lord, give her the living child and by no means kill him. But the other said, he shall be neither mine or hers, cut him. So you know right there whose son it was. Then the king said, give the first woman who was pleading for his life, the living child, and by no means kill him. She's the mother. Oh, praise y'all. That's wisdom, honey. That's spiritual wisdom. Because he understands the compassion of a real mother. She understands the compassion because what mother on earth is going to say, kill the child? Who? Who? Even a mother who knows she got to give her child up and she knows she can't take care of the child. That's how much compassion you have to have toward your child. People don't know the compassion of the mother and how, how the mother will go through hell and high water for the care of a child. Mm-hmm. So Solomon got it right there. Like I said, then all the people of Yasharel heard about the judgment which the king had made and they were in awe and reverently feared the king for they saw the wisdom of the most high was in him to administer justice. Oh yes. Solomon got him, baby. Solomon was, he was smart as a whip and he was wise. And remember, wisdom is a spirit. There's books that discuss wisdom. That's high knowledge, honey. That's mysteries. Wisdom is a spirit and wisdom settled all over um, Solomon until it left and it did leave. But while uh, Solomon had wisdom, honey, uh-uh, wasn't nobody smarter than him in all the world. And most I said, nobody gonna be smarter than you before you or after you leave. Nobody gonna be having that wisdom, nobody. And the most high should know because the most high's ruach is wisdom. You're not gonna play with the most high. So... With that, I say we are done with these three chapters. I hope that you learned something. I hope that these lessons edify you. I hope that you're listening every day. Um, I try to keep things going all the time, current events and um, all the things to keep your ear because I need you to be aware of everything. So like I said, I hope that your day is wonderful. I hope that you spend the rest of the day enjoying your family, loving them, creating memories, and also meditating on the most highest word because you're going to need it in the up and coming days ahead. And with that, I say Shabbat Shalom and enjoy your week. Hi. Trying to contact me regarding a question, comment, or concern? Well, you got two ways of doing so. The first way is you can email me at cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com. I'll say it again. This is one word. Cliffnote, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A, at yahoo.com. The second way is you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description 
on Spotify. Send me your question and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. It's good to hear the word of truth from the Most High. But you know what's better? Hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content. You can also save a life by sharing this valuable content. Go ahead, save a life today. Thanks. Hey, don't make me your guilty pleasure. Hit that follow button and make that commitment. You will not be disappointed and it's free. It doesn't cost nothing to hit that follow. Thanks.